Go back to 1 Samuel 30. We'll continue hanging out with Brother David a little while and see what the Lord has for us. Brother Daniel, I think you sang a little better in cowboy boots and a western vest. <laughs> and white tennis shoes for you, child. That's good. Amen. I appreciate a young lady not embarrassed to get up in white tennis shoes. And y'all probably wouldn't have noticed it, but I've pointed it out, and that helps her. That helps her even further. I have two teenage daughters. <laughs> and uh, I bless the Lord. Hadn't he been good to us? Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Lord, thank you for Calvary. Speak to us, touch us, hear us, and help us from another world. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. thank the Lord. Well... Come with me for a little bit. The Lord will speak to us. I thought I might go on into Galatians 6 all the way, but I hesitated there by the Holy Ghost to come visit 1 Samuel 30, maybe for a moment, maybe for the evening. But we will start from here, and maybe we'll stay here. But uh, thank the Lord. I'm, I'm glad, you know, Galatians 6 is sister verses to this recovering all. Are y'all in 1 Samuel 30 and verse 8? By the way, we love you. We thank you. It's a joy, honor to be with this church, to be in meeting with the church. The Lord been good to us. I'm looking forward to camp meeting. And uh, I'll be stealing all the sermons from all the good preachers and taking them to my meetings. Amen. And I'm going to tell at my meetings, the Lord showed me this in North Carolina. <laughs> That's the only credit they're getting, the Lord. That way I won't lie. Amen. And yet, you know. So the Lord showed me this. <laughs> That's good, ain't it? There's some great preachers coming, and uh, Brother Eddie White and Tim Fleur, and James Knox, good night, I tell you. Tim Fleur is uh, just, God's using him, one of the, I feel like one of the most powerful Bible preachers in our generation, and uh, Brother James Knox, I just absolutely treasure his studies, he is a rare uh, gemstone, and I look forward to stealing all their thoughts. <laughs> I mean, the Lord's going to show me things, and I'm going to go share them. Now, Brother Roy, if me and you're in a meeting somewhere, and I'm sharing that, you nod your little red beard up and down, and <laughs> wave your little hand. I'll even fork you a little bit of the love offering if you say, just say something like, wow, look at what the Lord showed him. <laughs> You get extra for that, and you can be partaker of my sins. I'd be glad to bring you on in. <laughs> I'm looking forward to camp meeting. It's going to be wonderful. Thank the Lord for it. First Samuel 30, and we love this church. Thank God for it. It's precious to our soul. The Lord's taken us, the Lord's taken us home here in a little while. 
I'll tell you all this, I, two things before I read my text. I do believe that our, our Lord um, has a great purpose for this church. I believe he's got a great purpose for it. You're a rare spiritual church. In America, we don't have many left. It's rare. And God's got a purpose. Y'all hang in there. And then these youngins sitting here. You better believe that God has great old big worldwide plans for these youngins. And uh, this church has had some good chapters, great chapters along the way. But the chapter that you're in uh, with, with Brother Chris Simpson uh, and these dozen and all that's going on, there, God's got some big old plans. So be steadfast and unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. I like a small Christian school. I appreciate your homeschooled families. And uh, bless the Lord. Those things are very special. Very special. First Samuel 30. And um, the end of verse 8, Thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. Let's stop. Hey, let's stop and shout. Without fail. All he had done was fail. I mean, for several chapters, all he had done has been a failure of the worst sort. And then things hit the bottom, and he says, God, help me. And the Lord said, okay, without fail. Don't make me work y'all up. This ain't that something. And he can turn it on a dime. All he had done was fail. And God said, now, without fail. Wow. And it said overtake or overcome. Overtake. Whoa. That man had been overtaken. <laughs> He'd been overtaken by several faults and failures. And he hit the bottom. Lost it all. Got the priest in the picture. Got the ephod in the picture. Kind of a prayer mantle. And said, Lord... You're the, you're the last one I can turn to. And all of a sudden, there's language like, without fail. <laughs> That's just amazing. And a big old God. He woke up that morning and lost everything. He went to bed that night and regained everything. Amen. I expect y'all to be a little more impressed with that than you are. I can't do no impressive preaching. I'm too old and too tired. But that's, that's, that's amazing. Just on a dime, God said, all right, now we'll be without fail. We'll be without fail. Overtake. Everything had overtaken him. And now he's just going to overtake them. Here's the end of Romans 8 for you. 
We are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. All this passive aggressive posting y'all do on social media, which is a bunch of fake whining. It's all a bunch of fake whining over fake issues. While we're being really real, I'm too relaxed around here. While we're being really real, only reason some of y'all always whining with your prayer request is because you ain't prayed. Y'all ever hear somebody always chattering about 10 million prayer requests? It's because you ain't prayed. If you ever prayed one time and give it to God, it wouldn't be on you to give it to us. Use us a shallow chatterbox. <laughs> yeah, you like to hear yourself talk. Now, why don't y'all pray for my Aunt Trudy? I tell you what, her left shoulder's hurting her. Dear Lord, if she'd tithe, she wouldn't have that many problems. There's this woman I work with. Go home. There's this woman I work with, and I can't remember her name, but I tell you, she told us there's a fella who had a car wreck in the next town over there. Oh, dear time. Please. We wish you'd take up chewing something, get, get your mouth full. Only reason you always chattering on with your prayer request is because you don't pray. If you'd pray, you'd give to God everything and you wouldn't have nothing to tell us. Well, it got quiet in North Carolina one time. <laughs> we got a bunch of professional Christians in North Carolina. Been having church too long. That's why you can kill a preacher, split a church, go down the road and set up for three years to do it again and, and think you're okay. <laughs> Never miss a lick and think you're okay. You probably give prayer requests all over the country. <laughs> I'm fixing to sign my own Bible, I tell you. Don't have a pen on reading it didn't happen. Overcomers. All this whining. I, I underline the word overtake in verse 8. That's where all this is coming from. Romans 8. More than conquerors through him that loved us. All this whining. I ain't done with your prayer requests. They're all coming from unbelief. The reason you're having to tell everybody all these prayer requests because you didn't believe God would handle it when you gave it to him. You're asking other people to fix stuff for you. Y'all got to talk to me. All right, go to Galatians 6. Y'all done messed it all up. Look at you. Galatians 6, there's three verses deal with all this. This little sister companion, <coughs> this overtaking business. Galatians 6. Let's talk about this prayer business. Y'all there? I still hear the rustling of the leaves of the tree of life. Galatians 6. 
verse 5. Well, verse 2, bear you one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. That has to do with helping that old boy that's been overtaken in a fault. Now, he needs help. That, that comes right out of verse 1. Bear you on another's burden. This old boy had been overtaken. So there's the word overtaken again, see. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear you one another's burdens. See that context. That's an old boy has been overtaken, so he needs an undertaking. We need to undertake him. But come down to verse 4. But let every man prove his own work. Then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. you the only one really can pray about those things. You can't convey an actual burden. Only the Holy Ghost can weight your heart down with the burden. And if you ain't got that Holy Ghost weight in you, you ain't going to pray in the Holy Ghost. You're going to end up chattering to the Lord. It's going to clatter all over the ceiling about something some goofballs told you. That ain't praying in the Holy Ghost. But if it's your burden, and He's put it in you. You'll crawl off in the secret place and you'll pray. And then when you come out of there, you won't feel the need to chatter endlessly and tell it to seven people who ain't even listening. They got any North Carolina super spiritual people listening to me? That's right. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Mmm. Mmm. Now go back to 1 Samuel. You don't get no more out of Galatians 6. Not until we're ready. You may not get no more anyhow. I'm feeling a little ornery. <laughs> I'm wishing I had cowboy boots and a brown vest to preach in. That just... <laughs> Me and Brother Simpson, we're about the Lord. We're too much alike. We were 50 years out of time. We'd be like them people wearing suits to the baseball games. I'd say, I put one on every morning. How you doing? 1930s, 50s. Now, <laughs> appreciate y'all bearing with me. <laughs> Back to 1 Samuel 30. What about that? That overtaking, it just jumped on me a little bit there. Mm, them overcomers. We are more than conquerors. Why don't you get with the priest and get with the prayer closet and get a hold of God and let God put some without fail in you? Amen. All this whining and crawling around and poor mouthing, that is not the fruit of the Spirit. That's not boldness. That's not faith. We got the whiniest bunch you ever seen. Now, I will tell you all this. Some of the most spoiled congregations is in North Carolina, Georgia, and Alabama, and Tennessee. We've been having church too long in the South. Folks got to thinking it was about them. 
We've been having church too long in the South. Men have learned to take it over and how to do it without God. One of the great persecuted Christians come out of communist China. After 30 years of being locked up in a political prison where they, where they actually tortured and psychological tortured Christians. And that man, I could find his name for you. He was released and somehow was able to even make a trip to America. He said he just couldn't wait to come and meet the American Christians and see the American churches. And after uh, being here for a while, he was so disappointed. A man who'd been down in prison for Christ's sake, sitting, sitting with the Lord in actual suffering. And we whined about somebody parked in my spot and they sang my song, and how come my nephew couldn't be the youth pastor? And you know these great trials we go through. And somebody asked him about the American church, and here's what he said. He said, I'm so heartbroken to see that the American church has learned how to have church without God. Mm. Somebody better get back to just an hour of praying an hour of singing that's real, and an hour of preaching. I'm a three-hour man myself. Amen. If I ever had my own church again, I hope I don't mess you up right here, brothers. If I ever had my own church again, I believe I'd have about a four-hour Sunday morning and just have supper that night, have a church supper that night, have a Tuesday night Bible study, a Thursday night prayer meeting, Saturday evangelism. That's probably what I'd have church four days a week. It'd be something like that. It'd be hard to do in the, the way American society is structured. It'd be really hard to do. But that, in the perfect world, I'd just love to have church all Sunday morning. <laughs> Ten to two. And then have supper that night. It would involve cornbread and fried squash and greens, <laughs> pot liquor, fried pork chops. God gave us hogs. Thank God for Acts 10. That net came out of heaven. It is the most heavenly thing God ever dropped out of heaven besides Christ. It's all them unclean beasts. Kill them and eat them. Yes, Lord. That's a church age commandment right there. We'll run with that. Amen. We better learn to get real. I hope I don't cause you no complications, Brother Chris. But I'd, let, I'd sit down and sing for an hour. I'd sit there and sing for an hour. I'd let the church sing hymns for 30 minutes without touching one instrument. Come thou, y'all help me. Come thou fount of every blessing Tune my heart to sing thy praise Streams of mercy never ceasing Call song of loudest 
Teach me some melodious sonnet, sung flaming tongues above. Praise the mount. I'm fixed. Mount of thy redeeming love. Oh, to grace how great a debt daily strength to be. Let thy goodness like a fetter Bind my wandering heart to Thee. Wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the... Here's my heart, oh. For the... There's not a friend like the Lord. Who can heal all our souls? Jesus knows struggles he will guide till the day there's Telling you, I'd sing for a half an hour just like it. All this clanging, banging, running, jumping. Now the offer, now now the offering, now the announcements. Y'all come up and say, "Hurry up and sing it." We'll enjoy it. And I said, "Dear time." I'm telling you, there ain't no wonder people don't like to go to church. I don't like it half the time. That's right, because ain't nobody having church. Pray an hour. We'll not have prayer rooms in our churches. This ought to be the prayer room. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with it, but if this is the prayer room, why does 10 men need to go a room and pray 10 minutes when we all could pray in here for an hour? I told one man, they went up the steps back in them, and he said, I got some good men, and that's our prayer room. He said, how did I get that down here? And I said, bring that down here. <laughs> He's like, wow. That's a revelation. I said, there's a consulting fee. He comes with that. <laughs> I'm teasing. I said, bring that down here. Big old Southern Baptist Church in Kentucky is a good people. Old-timey church, King James Bible. He said, how do I get that down here? I said, bring it down here. 
Why are you sending it up there? How come I got to tell you that? You ain't got no sense. Do you really have to listen to everybody and do what they say? How come preachers can't find God? Cross this land. Bring it down here. Pray for an hour. Sing for an hour. Get in the Word for an hour. Fellowship that evening. That's just me. That's just a thought. Oh, folks, we better get back to having real church because it's fixing to really get on in this nation. Do you know in Canada they're locking them up over, over speech? Do you know in England they're locking people up for what they type on social media? They're coming to their homes and arresting them for anything offensive that was put on social media towards homosexuals or abortion. If you think it ain't on its way here, a lot of it's already here. And as soon as he who now restrains, he who now lets, as soon as he quits a letting, And I know when the Holy Spirit leaves out of here at the rapture business. But brother, what if he backs off of America before he raptures the church out? <coughs> you do understand the rapture got nothing to do with how y'all are feeling in America. Oh, the Lord's got to come back soon. Things are getting bad in America. Sorry. Erase that last line and write down Jerusalem. Only until things are getting bad in Jerusalem, you're going to see the Lord come back. The rapture and the second coming, the end time, ain't got nothing to do with how things are going in America. It's how things are going in Israel, if you want to take a look. Talk to me. See, maybe these young boys need to hear me talk about that because of a day that's coming. Because of a day that's coming. Won't be allowed to sing loud with microphones. Be in a warehouse somewhere at midnight. Brother Simpson, you know what? I'm talking about overtake and overcome. I'm still in the text. Y'all can't overcome your own little feelings to get past anything to serve God. I'm talking about a real day that's coming. Somebody better get to having real church. Brother Simpson, they tell me, here's a prayer meeting I'd love to get in on. <laughs> North Korea. Kim Jong-un, the most unbelievably demonic, devilish, inhumane. I don't think we can understand how severe the oppression is. They're having secret underground services on a park bench. And make a plan for just three of them go sit on a park bench. And they don't say nothing. But it's their way. If two or three will gather in his name. 
How would you like to go to church with two other people on the park bench and not say anything but sit there and believe? Just believe together. Just believe together a promise and sit with Jesus and two other believers for a while and then go slip home and say, thank God we had church. Huh? I got a feeling it might be more real than a lot of our little shows. How about, how about in Korea? They have an underground church out on a lake, a real large lake, and they act like they're fishing. There's several boats out in the middle of the large lake. That's so they can see anyone approaching. And their pastor lays down in a boat in the middle and reads the scripture. Lays down so nobody can see him. Reads the scripture and preaches. And leads them in soft hymns. And then if they see anybody coming on a boat, then they act like they're fishing. How about 5,000 of them in a warehouse? I've heard of them having midnight prayer meetings in some of the cities they can get away with that and get in a warehouse. And they call it quiet praying. They can't pray out loud. It would somebody would <laughs> Brother Chris, I'd love. I wonder how thick he is there. <laughs> the fellowship of suffering. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. That's the verse after the 1 Peter 5, 9. Your adversary the devil walketh about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Knowing, verse 10, that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Brother Roy and Brother Davis, folks I'd love to be in one of those prayer meetings where 5,000 persecuted believers risk their life to go pray and whisper with 5,000 other believers. I'd love to be in the middle of that one time. Woo! And we down here like, well, that went a little long. I don't know. That, that one microphone was a little off. I wish they'd fix the air until you got muggy there for a minute. Oh, dear time. At the judgment seat of Christ, please don't put me in line near any of them real Christians. <laughs> Overtake. Overcome. We had better. You better get full of the Holy Ghost and start overcoming You know, one of the biggest things we've got to overcome is lukewarmness. That's tough, folks. But daily, learn to daily, learn to daily walk with God. You don't need fireworks. You don't need the third verse of your favorite song. You don't need a dynamic camp meeting service. Those things are extras. Those things are perks. Those, those things are benefits. Those things are not necessary. That little bunch meeting around a fishing boat, they ain't been to a camp meeting ever. But they've been to a Christ meeting. They ain't got their favorite Southern Gospel group, but they probably got their favorite scripture. I need a little help right there. 
North Carolinians, we run on so much emotion. Yeah. I've worried about so many of our churches running on so much emotion. Yeah. If the Lord don't tickle your spine about twice a month, you're ready to quit. Go ahead and quit. Right. You're confusing everybody around you. Be better off you get out of the way. Well, that was ugly. Well, what's ugly is you confusing everybody around you. Get out of the way. Put up or shut up or get up or something. I'm not sure what that means, but you got it. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Need some overcomers. Some overcomers. Good night. David did. In his lowest moment. Right here. He turned to that priest. Said, I need you to help me get to God. Bring, bring me the ephod. Got in that prayer. Pursue. Shall I pursue? Pursue. Get up and keep going. Go after it. Go after it. Yeah. That's what I say to y'all tonight. Go after it. Don't lay down and quit. Keep going. Brother Simpson, you're my friend. You're my brother. And then you're my little brother and you're a son in the faith. I got to preach your ordination. And there are moments you're my little brother. There's moments you're my brother. There's moments you're a son in the faith. There's moments you're a soldier next to me that's stronger than me. I need you in all of them. And I'm going to tell you, You'll get you a mouthful, your biggest dreams and visions you ever had, and multiply them times 10, and come in here and start asking God to do all of it. Right here. <laughs> Pursue. <laughs> Y'all have ever had a promise burning in you, and a burden burning on you, and a hope in front of you? Go back and get it again. Go get it. Ask God for it. (laughs) Greater works than these shall you do. Then he's overtaken. Go on and overtake them. Good night. Let me finish tonight with a couple of thoughts. Y'all remember Abraham? Keep your Bibles open. Don't turn nowhere. Stay in 1 Samuel 30. David went and overtook all of them. In verse, look in verse 16, 17, and 18. He went and overtook them and he whipped them and he recovered all. Y'all seeing that? Just remind you of Genesis, Abraham, when Lot was taken. In Genesis 13, Lot made wrong decisions. In Genesis 14, he was carried away captive. And in Genesis 14, Abram took 318 trained services, servants. He took 318 trained servants and went and whipped five kings. Five kings from the east and recovered all. What do y'all think about that? Something was interesting to me, and I'm I'm compelled to point it out to you. Chapter 1 Samuel 30, I'm almost done tonight. Verse 2, and had taken the women captives. Interesting. 
had taken the women captives. Always does. Lucifer come in the garden, who did he get? He got Eve. Before you get all huffy at her, it was Adam's fault. He wasn't nowhere around. Should have been. Don't be blaming her. God didn't. God didn't blame her. And what about when Abram went down to Egypt because of a famine? Didn't pray over it. Bible's clear later on. You don't go to Egypt for help. He went to Egypt for help. What happened? Sarah got carried off into a king's harem. Lot. Everybody knows the story. His wife. She never made it out. She got turned into a pillar of salt and them two daughters. What a mess. Up in that cave. And, and, and I think in the cave when they got their daddy drunk and lay with him, to, uh, that wasn't a lust issue. That was, they were trying to preserve the seed of their father. That, but boy, what a mess. And what, you know, them two daughters. And reason only reason they were thinking crazy is because of where he'd have carried them and, and the mess they were in. And, and Brother Simpson, I, I've screamed at parents for 30 years. Y'all remember that night that Lot... The men of Sodom come come there to. We got children here. I I know the Bible talks about it, but I hesitate to talk about it. And those men were after them two angels, them two men. Ugh. Unbelievable stuff. And Lot, this ought to blow your mind. Lot offered his two daughters. Put yourself in the shoes of those two daughters. They're in the house looking at their daddy at the door. There's a mob at the door and their daddy's saying, I'll give you these two daughters. What in the world went through their little soul? Pure fear. Ice. Do you imagine being one of them daughters standing there and your dad's fixing to toss you to that mob? Can y'all imagine? I can't question. A lot of people try to figure out Lot's wife. You remember the Gospels? Remember Lot's wife. A warning from Jesus. Turned into a pillar of salt. Salt, you're the salt of the earth, supposed to be the witness. Somebody said, made sense. Last year I heard a preacher say this first time it ever made sense. I've, I've scratched my head my whole preaching life on what was the deal with Lot's wife. Why did she turn around and look back? Was she a good woman? Was she a bad woman? Was she looking back because her heart was broken for her married kids and grandkids that were left? Was her 
or, or, or was she turning around wanting the world? You know, we've all, I believe I figured her out. Young preacher in South Carolina said she got turned into a pillar of salt. Said God turned her into what she should have been the whole time, a pillar and a witness. But she wasn't either. I want to thank God I got a godly mother and she's been a pillar in my life. God turned her into a pillar of salt. It's just last year, this meditating. I think she's a bad woman because the context in Luke, remember Lot's wife, it was about people who hung on to their life or turned it loose. And she wasn't going to turn loose that wicked life. But here's the, mamas, here's the real reason I believe. What if your husband is at the door fixing to throw your two daughters to the street? You'd be in the story, wouldn't you? It'd be like a frying pan on his head. I mean, really. Not even trying to be funny. Knock him out. And lock the door and put a double barrel shotgun out the window and start shooting perverts at the door. No way you're getting my daughters. But she ain't in the story. If it was any normal mom with her natural affection, the story in Genesis would have read, and Lot offered the two daughters, and Lot's wife knocked him out with a frying pan. And Lot's wife took a double barrel scatter shotgun rat, rat shot and began to <laughs> blow up sodomite men at her door. Amen. And the two angels run in and said, Thou art a godly woman, O Lot's wife. <laughs> I mean, there would have been four extra verses in that chapter. Huh? Amen. Mama bear. She ain't in the story. You reckon she is three blocks away? I'm sorry to talk like this, Pastor. You reckon she is three blocks away sleeping with somebody? I think so. Any normal mom? That chapter would have been five verses longer. It should have been Hebrews 11. Through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. By faith, the harlot Rahab, when she had received the sight, believed. And Lot's wife killed half the men in Sodom and God gave her an extra throne in heaven. She'd be in Hebrews 11. Huh? She ain't in the story. I'm I'm glad my mom was in my story. My mom stood by my dad through hard times. Oh, I was a teenager and about three years hell nearly destroyed me. I mean, really, hell nearly destroyed me. Shameful things, unspeakable things, horrible things. And if I told you, you might not think it's that bad, but is that bad to me? Because it is hovered over hell, nearly fell in. But I had a mama who prayed like Hannah. Only she prayed till she couldn't no more, and only her lips moved, and she kept on praying. <laughs> Woo! What was wrong with Lot's wife? 
You reckon that's part of what was wrong with Lot? He said, let's move to Sodom. She said, I'm there, baby. Got my stuff packed. Let's go. Let's leave Abraham in this altar life. I'm all for moving to Sodom. We can make money. We can get a nice place. We can settle down. And I like being in society anyway. Put my yogurt britches on and go down there with the aerobics class 10 o'clock every morning with all the thrice-divorced harlot women of this generation. I need a little help right there. Down there at the salon with all them colored hair freaks but on their fourth marriage and running their mouth and you enjoying that actual fellowship. I ain't trying to be ugly. How, do you, how, how is it you enjoy that fellowship? Y'all do know the unnatural hair color is a wicked trend. Now my little bride, oh Lord, she'd kill me. But she killed me every other sermon. <laughs> she got her a patch of gray right here, and she gets recolored about once a month. I gladly pay for it. <laughs> I told her I'm for the silver. Come on, but bring it on. I think it's gonna be pretty. She says I ain't an old woman. I ain't fixing to look like an old woman. <laughs> I said I'm not gonna say anything else. <laughs> Go get it colored. <laughs> I have no such customs as to be contentious. That's Corinthians 11. <laughs> She's a good godly woman. She stood with me through everything. Put your little color on that patch if you're good with that. I'm fine. But this unnatural lesbian trend, it's out of hell. And I'm telling you, I'm not trying to be ugly to nobody. But I ain't going to quit talking real. If God will let me preach till I die, these youngins need to hear somebody talk about it. I don't want to be afraid to lose meetings. Don't want to be afraid to lose money. And, and this kind of stuff keeps me out of the big conferences and the big churches. But I got a big God and he's having real church and I'll stay with that. They need to hear it. They need to hear it. They need to hear it from somebody not being a jerk. I mean, there are people that would argue that right now that I sound like a jerk, but they don't know what they're talking about. But they need to hear it. Your daughters need to hear, Brother Jordan, that somebody still believes it. Amen! Katie and Clara need to hear it, and Haley needs to hear it. They need to hear it because there's 10,000 times 10,000 voices trying to get all these youngins to be freaks and perverts. You've got enough hirelings taking care of their little salary and their little schedule. Lord's paying my bills. The Lord's feeding my meals. The Lord's greasing my wheels. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but that was kind of pretty neat right there. Write that down. That was, that, that was a good voice. I done forgot how I said it. You should have wrote it down. I was a poet and didn't even realize it. I didn't get that. I was a poet and wasn't even aware of it. Huh? 
Where was Lot's wife? That don't know me last year because we got two daughters. They're 13 and 16, Kendall and Chloe. And Jennifer. You know what my wife has done? She doubled down the other way. The good way. She sits them down. She really does. She sits them down and says, girls, you listen to your dad. (laughs) Girls, we want God's blessing on your life. She's doubles down. She's doubling down the good direction. Huh? Isn't that good? I mean, God gave me a wife like that. Really did. Amen. Where was Eve's husband? And where was Lot's wife? Okay. How come Abraham and his wife got delivered? God brought her out of that harem before she got touched. God intervened with that situation and, deliver- and scared that king to death. He said, come get your wife. He said, God's fixing to kill me and everybody in the kingdom. Come get your wife, man of God. Yeah. How come Lot and his wife didn't get delivered? Abraham and his wife did. I'm thinking maybe because one was godly and one wasn't. Bible said Sarah called him Lord. That's in that's in First Peter or Second Peter. It's not in Third Peter. I know that much. <laughs> that's in First Peter or Second Peter. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. A man who would not fight for you every time you got in a bad neighborhood and allowed you to get carried off, and you still call him Lord. Some of you can't be submissive and you got a good husband. Now I'll definitely be signing my own Bible. <laughs> it won't be no signatures of the night. Wow. If I was her, I'd have called him a name, but it'd have been several names. <laughs> I wouldn't be a good wife. <laughs> that could really be taken out of context. This is why y'all shouldn't live stream. Somebody will clip that for sure. Dave McNeese said, Oh, we a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true, wouldn't be. <laughs> huh? Still called him Lord. Lot's wife would not fight for them daughters. I get the idea she wasn't even in the house. Ladies, you ought to be in your house. That's your place. That's not an inferior thing. That's not a welcome mat on the door. That doesn't make you a low thing. That that makes you the highest thing. 
That makes you the highest thing. King James, three times in creation, God saw creation, said it was good. God saw man alone, said not good. He made a woman, and then he said it's very good. Come on, that was for y'all girls. <laughs> on the ride home, feel free to look over at your husband, even tonight, and say, you, according to the King James, not good. <laughs> look at him down there and say, uh-huh. Look at you over there by yourself. Not good. <laughs> Brother Dean said, Bible said, God said, evangelist, Bible, and God said, you are not good. <laughs> the man has, he, he can't say nothing. And then just tell him and just primp a little. Say, Look down here, honey bear. Very good. Very good. And then if he got anything to say, just say, King James. <laughs> King James. Look up the Hebrew word, whatever it is. <laughs> Hebrew too, Hebrew. <laughs> Very good. Give him the Hebrew word, give him the English word. Very good. And then tell him, you better be good to me. Because you're not good, I'm very good. You better be good. That's right. Sorry, fellas, I got no Bible to give you. There's no comebacks. You just got to take it. Lord once seen you by yourself and said, yeah, this ain't good. This, nope. Put him in a deep sleep and brought her out of that rib and performed the first marriage ceremony and God said, very good. And Adam was the first man to speak in tongues. He's standing there. Here came Eve. He said, Shazam, Wally Bam. <laughs> he wrote the first love song. Hello, Eve. <laughs> it sounded a lot like Charlie Daniels or Waylon Jennings. I'm sorry. I'm, Hello, Eve. <laughs> Hello, darling. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> the women were taken captive. They always are. You know, if in the New Testament, the churches, church, the bride of Christ, it's always the churches that are taken captive. It's the weaker vessels that are taken captive. Serious business. Serious business. Ten minutes of joking, then I tell you serious business. <laughs> but it's serious business. My, my, the women were taken captive. That was just on me. Lot's wife and two daughters, Abraham's, Eve. The women were taken captive. It's always the weaker vessels. And in a broader spiritual sense, that could be man or woman, boy and girl in our churches, the women and children, those weaker vessels, those spiritual babes, the one taken captive. We need some overcomers. We 
need some men know how to overtake. Abraham went down there and rescued Lot. David went down there and rescued him. How do you do that? Quit you like men. Be strong. We better get some overcomers. Be strong. It's commanded several times. Being strong is a choice. You can't claim weakness as an excuse. It's not legitimate. Well, I just don't have any strength. That was your choice. The Bible told you to be strong. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Ephesians 6, right in the middle of spiritual warfare. Corinthians, quit you like men. Be strong. You must be able to be strong if he told you to be strong. Joshua, be strong and have a good courage. Mm, that's what was on my heart. I would give a specific altar call, but the Lord knows what we need to pray about. I don't need to tell you what to pray about. If I need to tell you what to pray about, you don't need to pray. You sitting there, you know what you need to pray about. I know what I'm fixing to pray about. And you know what you need to pray about. My, my. The Lord's met with us for three nights. It's been the easiest preaching. I never remember it being easier. Such liberty. It is. Often it's not easy. Now that speaks volumes. But I tell you this, God really interested in helping y'all be everything he wants you to be in this church. I want you to bow your heads. I'm going to ask a pianist to come, whoever the pastor said. Would you come? Y'all want to come pray? Let's all stand. Let's come pray. Let's all stand. I know I've not been given an invitation for sinners to get saved, but you get saved if you need to. You better. Believers, Christians, church, let's come pray.